Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and we've got the star of our show, Mr. Devang Patel of Virtus Wealth Solutions. He'll be joining us momentarily for another wealth management-related discussion. Uh, and if you're a frequent listener to the show, you'd know that Devang and I, we have tackled a handful of wealth management-related topics and strategies throughout the course of our episodes. But we're going to be doing something a little different today. We're going to be zooming out. We're going to be taking a high-level overview on this question that we're going to pose to you, our audience, and that is, what is wealth planning really? You know, we've talked about these finite strategies and solutions and, and even the conversations that Devang is having on a regular basis with his clients, uh, but really, we're going to take a, a broader look at what wealth planning truly looks like as a whole. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring out Devang Patel to get today's conversation rolling. Devang, good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. How are you? Hey, I cannot complain. Happy to have you aboard. Uh, you know, always good to be back with you. I always look forward to to getting together for these shows. Uh, but hey, Devang, let's let's go ahead and get started today, as we typically like to do. A little bit of a high level overview for our first question. You know, wealth planning, really, for especially for our audience, maybe even somebody who's new to our show today. Wealth planning is just one of those terms that many of us tend to hear thrown around from time to time, but we don't always necessarily understand the ins and outs and truly what it means. How would you define what wealth planning is and what it truly does? Ryan, uh, wealth planning is all about examining your full financial picture, not simply investments, although they are included, but also your advanced needs. This include, but not limited to wealth protection, tax mitigation, wealth transfer, which is also commonly known as estate planning and charitable giving. Armed with a fuel view of your situation and goals, you can set out to consider and examine a wide variety of financial and legal strategies that might be good options for you and your family to consider. So Devang, given all these different elements, these topics that are at play within wealth planning overall, would you say, is there maybe one critical tool or technique even that is common uh, across wealth planning as a whole? Yes, Ryan. The strategies and solutions used should always reflect an individual's particular situation. That said, the core of wealth planning includes some legal strategies and financial products that are generally appropriate for most wealthy families. Uh, take trust, for example. In many ways, trusts are cornerstone solutions for many successful individuals and their families. Uh, a trust is simply a meaning means of transferring property using a third party, the trust. Specifically, a trust lets you transfer title of your assets like stocks, equities, bonds, real estate to trustees for the benefit of the people you want to take care of. Trust can be a flexible wealth planning tool. You can use them in all sorts of ways to transfer your wealth and determine how it is, uh, how it is to be deployed. Trust can also prove to be very useful in shielding your assets from plaintiffs and creditors, which I know is very important for our wealthy clients. Depending on the kind of the trust, there are different tax consequences. For example, a trust may enable you to sell appreciated assets without paying any taxes on the increase in the value of those assets from the time when you acquired them. Mm -hmm. So, so Devang, let's, I like that you brought up trust. Let's stick with this example for the sake of, of this conversation of what is wealth planning, really. What would you say then are, are maybe the main types of trusts that some people would expect to see when it comes to uh, being a part of wealth planning overall? Uh, Ryan, broadly speaking, there are two types of trust. Living trust, mm -hmm. which are established while you are alive, 
and testamentary trust which are created by your will after you pass away. Okay. Additionally, there are two fundamental trust structures. One is an irrevocable trust. An irrevocable trust is the one which you cannot make any changes. To obtain the tax savings that accompany this type of a trust structure, you must give up control of the trust while you are alive. When you transfer control of the assets to an irrevocable trust, you place those assets outside your estate. That means you no longer own them, the trust does. Now, the second type of a trust is a revocable trust that allows you to retain the full control over the assets in the trust. You can add money or withdraw, uh, you can add money to the trust or withdraw from it, as well as make changes to the terms of the trust. It's as long, it's as good as owning it yourself, but it's in a revocable trust. Now, there are clients who have set up both revocable and irrevocable trust, but depending on mm -hmm. your uh, personal situation, we recommend uh, doing one or both or a combination of them. Sure. Ma makes sense. Uh, so appreciate your clarification there on, on just those different types of trust Devang. Let's, let's maybe pivot to a new example of, of, or, or tool rather, what, what would you say would be another maybe tool or strategy that is typically a component within this idea of wealth planning overall? Ryan, we had uh, hired a consulting firm and we did some research and the research came back saying everybody dies. So one of the things that most wealthy families use is something called life insurance. There are only two certainties in life, death and taxes. The very wealthy, for instance, can face very hefty taxes on their estate when they pass away. One wealth planning area that has captured the interest of the affluent is the use of life insurance policies to help pay some of this estate tax. While life insurance can cover estate tax liabilities, this does not mean that estate tax will not be need to be paid. Options such as extensions or loans to pay the estate tax can be very useful. But what we find, Ryan, is this approach can be problematic, especially if the situation involves family businesses or assets are non-liquid assets like farmland. For some, life insurance is a significant component of their overall approach to paying estate taxes. By using life insurance in estate planning, the wealthy families can more effectively orchestrate the transfer of assets and better protect their family's wealth, and more importantly, their legacy for future generations. That said, life insurance can be complicated and somewhat opaque, making it an area where mistakes are very common. Some people have more life insurance than is necessary. Others don't have life insurance integrated well enough with their estate plan. So you need to plan carefully here. What we also find, Ryan, is a lot of people have life insurance that they have purchased many years ago and they've never really looked at it to make sure the plan that they had put in place is still the right plan and it's still mm -hmm. going to do what they expect it to do which is why we say they need to stress test their existing life insurance plan and make sure it's exactly what it's doing what they want it to do and it's still the best plan Sure. There. So there you have it. Life insurance, just another tool or strategy within wealth planning overall. Devang, you know, a lot of our conversations on this show, uh, as well as, you know, a chunk, good chunk of our audience are, are those, uh, you know, business owners, family business owners, families that are involved in business together. Talk to me about how might wealth planning uh, help to address the concerns of business owners or those uh, families that are in business together. Oh, that's a great point, Ryan. My family also is in business together. Uh, my mm -hmm. sister-in-law and my wife, they're in uh, business together. So partnerships often are a key component of wealth planning strategies. And just like with trust, there are various types of partnerships. They can determine how can the partners address ownership issues, 
and they have varying tax benefits. For example, within the business world, disharmony among family members or unrelated business partners especially can mean a higher tax bill if the owners are forced to divide the asset among the partnership's members. Through the use of certain partnership structures, business owners can divide their companies and assets in a way that can eliminate taxes and more importantly, their legal bills. Sure, and a variable, you know, or a very valuable strategy when when leveraged correctly there, Devang. Um, Devang, we talk a lot, obviously, these conversations between life insurance, uh, of course, trusts, how they're different strategies and their tools within wealth planning overall. Uh, but the, yeah, you know, they're, they're finite strategies or tools. That's what they are, right? But what, if anything, should we be looking for when it comes to wealth planning that maybe goes beyond those technical aspects? Anything maybe interpersonally that we should be looking for in wealth planning? Absolutely, Ryan. It's actually very important to recognize that effective wealth planning isn't exclusively all about technical expertise. That's a mistake I made before because I had a lot of designations. Any wealth manager you enlist for help or guidance should adhere to seven ideals, all of which work together and should be treated as prerequisites in any situations. Those seven ideals are flexibility, discretion, transparency, cohesiveness, risk sensitivity, and most importantly, cost effectiveness. So, okay, there, there's seven ideas. I mean, that, there's a lot to unpack there. All these these interpersonal thoughts uh, that a wealth manager sounds like should be bringing to the table. Devang, let's, let's just, let's break that list up. Let's start with those top three that you mentioned, this idea of flexibility, discretion, and then transparency. Uh, dive into these. Let's examine each one of these more closely. Let's begin with flexibility. Talk to me about this. Sure. So let's take flexibility. Effective wealth planning is able to change and adapt to your evolving circumstances, as well as to the shifts in the financial and legal environments. As we know that taxes and the legal structure doesn't stay the same. It keeps changing every few years. Successful elite wealth planners are flexible, accommodating, well-informed, and capable of quickly identifying and analyzing range of anticipated scenarios. The second one was a high degree of discretion is also a requirement of any professional. As it relates to wealth planning, discretion regarding specific legal strategies or financial products can help avoid unwanted attention, unnecessary level of questioning and retroactive changes to rules. And the third thing that you would want to discuss is transparency. In many situations, neither you nor a wealth planner would benefit from sharing the intricacies of a sophisticated or customized legal or financial solution. Nonetheless, it is really important for each solution to be as transparent as possible and open to scrutiny by appropriate authorities. Moreover, operational transparency is absolute necessity. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so Devang, I hear you there. Flexibility, discretion, transparency, very important. Uh, walk me through the last three that you had mentioned uh, in this list of, of these ideals of let's talk cohesiveness, risk sensitivity, and then, of course, cost effectiveness. Let's start with cohesiveness. Uh, cohesiveness is very crucial. While the legal strategies and financial products of wealth planning can be employed on a standalone basis, a certain degree of integration and coordination should inform all wealth planning. This can help ensure that your goals and objectives remain the focus of all efforts and potentially enable various legal strategies and financial products to work in concert with each other for uh, amazing outcomes. Of course, risk sensitivity. The spectrum of wealth planning solution ranges from the plain vanilla to truly exotic. Without stepping over any legal boundaries, 
there is still ample room to be creative. It is therefore critical that you and your trusted advisors understand the level of assertiveness associated with a particular solution and consider it in the context of your capacity for taking the risk. Can you take that risk and sleep well at night? And last and finally is the cost effectiveness. It has to be there. There are times when the cost of a possible solution is much greater than the benefit it's likely to deliver. That's when more mainstream solutions may be sufficient. An effective wealth planner will carefully weigh the benefits of a recommended course of action against both its financial and psychological cost. All right. So there you have it. I mean, Devang, first off, I appreciate you carving out just these seven different ideals because it is very important to consider that aside from the technical experience and those technical strategies and solutions that are brought to the table in wealth planning that, you know, these interpersonal ideals, these seven of, of flexibility, discretion, transparency, cohesiveness, and then uh, risk sensitivity and cost effectiveness. I mean, these seven ideals are also equally as important when it comes to, to you know, wealth, true wealth management and wealth planning. Planning. Devang, we've thrown a lot at our audience. You know, obviously today's episode we were, it was meant to zoom out and take a look at what wealth planning really is as a whole. For those that are in our audience that, you know, maybe they heard something in today's, uh, you know, discussion that piqued their interest and maybe they're, they're you know, looking into, you know, having a conversation with you or anybody at your team at Virtus Wealth Solutions, how would you say is probably the best way for, for anybody to reach out to you guys, start a conversation about, you know, wealth planning or, or to get any, uh, you know, questions answered that might pertain to their particular financial situation? How should they do that? Ryan, they can uh, email us uh, at dpatel at virtuswealthsolutions.com or they can visit our website and call us up. And we'll be very happy to set up a stress test uh, meeting with them. Stress test, like we said, is where we look at their uh, entire planning and then we can address any specific questions that they have. So that's the best way for them to reach out to us. Sure. And just as one final reminder, you know, Devang, you and I did a, a really big deep dive on the stress test and what all is entailed within that uh, or as an earlier episode in our show may have even been our very first one together, if I do recall correctly. Uh, so for those that, you know, are curious as to, you know, the ins and outs of what that stress test looks like, head back in time, check out a prior episode of our show and, uh, you know, where we shed light on what that is. But uh, look, Devang, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us to talk about this idea of wealth planning. I mean, this is your world. This is what you live uh, day in and day out with your clients. So I just, we appreciate you and your time and, and uh, looking forward to having you back on the next one. Thank you, Ryan. Alrighty. And look, Hey, we want to take one final moment as always to thank you, our audience for being here with us on today's show. If you enjoyed today's conversation, you took anything away from it, do us a favor, you know, leave a comment, uh, subscribe to our show, whichever platform you listened to or watched us on. And then of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you believe would benefit from these types of conversations. We've got some great topics lined up for you in future episodes that we would hate to have you miss out on. So for Mr. Devang Patel, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you one final time for joining us on today's edition of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich.